Hello and welcome back to another edition of Friends of the Vine Wine Podcast. This is episode 29. So this is a conversation that I had during spring break. I was up in the Okanagan doing a little bit of a wine tour and I hung out with my good friends from Kitsch Wines. So Katie I've known for quite a while now, the last few years. She was originally living in South Africa and she was on one of my previous podcasts and we had a dinner with Grant Biggs who's the winemaker for Kitsch Wines who also was on previous podcasts as well. So being in town, being in Kelowna, I got a hold of them and said, hey, I'm in town, and we had a dinner. So a bit of a barbecue sessions. There was quite a few topics that were covered, and I've kind of made this into a bit of a sound bite. There's a lot of banter and a lot of a lot of stuff that uh, was, uh, you know, off topic or a variety of topics. So I've kind of pared it down a little bit to kind of almost like big, you know, big sound bites from our conversations. The other person that's in the conversation is uh, my wife, who was in the last uh, podcast as well, and uh, Rhea Kitch, uh, who is one of the co-owners of Kitch Wines. She popped in and shared a glass of wine with us, and uh, it was uh, it was really special in a lot of ways because, um, like I said, I've known I've known Grant and Katie for a while now, and uh, Katie brought out one of her first. South African Shannons that uh, she basically when she kind of started to get into wine and started falling in love with wine and this is one of the original uh, Chenin Blancs that she drank um, and she became really good friends with the winemaker she pulled that out we were drinking that uh, Grant pulled out a few of the of the most recent uh, vintages of the Kitsch wines that he had created and he actually brought out a Mount Boucherie Zinfandel from 2012, which was his original vintage that he worked. And that was uh, with the Mount Boucherie um, winery. And that uh, that was quite special for him to bring that out with us. That was great. And uh, when Rhea joined us, it was interesting because we talked a lot about something that may not be familiar for people outside of Canada. Basically, in our farming in our farming, we call it the ALR, which is the Ag- Agricultural Land Reserve, and it's kind of the governing body that runs a lot of the farming. Which, for traditional farming, is one thing, but when you're, when there's a lot of lands now that are being developed for things such as properties for townhomes and homes, and um, and for kind of venues or or, or businesses like wineries, like um, craft breweries and all these different venues that don't really fit their mold they're having a lot of hard times uh, with getting licensing and getting events and so for example with uh, if you follow Grant on any of his Instagram or, or the Kitsch Wines on any of their stories they've had problems with having events at the winery and basically doing anything other than selling their grapes because originally they were selling their grapes and then they started growing and then they started making wine and now if you want to try and have events and things like that some of these places used to be residential for example they used to be kind of uh there used to be a lot of orchards and stuff in, in people's backyards and people's properties old you know apple and uh and pear and peach and plum 
um, kind of orchards. And now people are are growing vines and, and making a business. And the the ALR uh, mindset doesn't necessarily work with it. So that's a lot of the conversation that we have with Ria is kind of around that. And there are problems they're having with trying to have, have events and stuff. As a residence, they could have a thousand people, but as a farmland, you know, they could, apparently they're limited to a hundred. So there's some fights and battles with that. So, and then the rest of the conversations are just, are just natural flowing conversations that we have. And this is kind of a bit of a dinner chat, a uh, bit of a barbecue sessions. And uh, here it is. Let's get right into it. got a beet salad so uh, roasted yellow beets and then uh, just chilled um, red beets with roasted carrots arugula little cherry balsamic vinaigrette hazelnuts and then underneath is a basil goat cheese crema uh, and then fried chicken on red Thai curry aioli with pickles uh, shallots uh, the chickens like peri-peri spiced and then there's like a little bit of scissor up uh, just to like be sweet and savory at the same time. Nice. Wow. I think you're sweet and savory at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> the night is young, my friend. <laughs> the night is but a pop. <laughs> cool. Um, help yourselves. I don't know how to dish it out because I don't it. have serving utensils. So awesome. I, might, I might grab an extra fork. Yeah, do you want to do that? Or another Yeah, just like another idea. My cutlery game is weak. <laughs> Well, as I say, storage container. Yeah. yeah, and ours, like, we had this giant flood. It was coming in through the pot lights, and I was up on the counter, like, trying to poke holes in their ceiling with forks to get the water to come out of the yeah. yeah, and our neighbor who was like, oh, oh. I just pop it in a little short blue. I think we're just going to sit down and grab my tea. Maria Kitch is here, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just totally chilling. Yeah, have some, have some shenan. You want some South African shenan? <laughs> Does anybody say that? Yeah. <laughs> what sure are we drinking, Katie? Pregnant women, Dvolchi. Can you say it again? Dvolchi. D u w w e l t j i e. Dvolchi. Okay. Yeah. The labels are. Beautiful. I don't know what it means. Oh, Session. Oh, I love it. Is this 
It's uh, it's something I only do generally with uh, with Lorian's dad actually, because oh, cool. he's like the barbecue king. So we and always. Uh, where is that in the world? In, in Vancouver, Vancouver Hupelum. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. So, so everything else is usually over like Skype or FaceTime or whatever. Yeah. So. So don't let me interrupt the flow. Oh no. No, there's this is this is it. This is the this is the flow right now. Have you followed or heard about like our dealings with ALR for our big party? Yes. Okay, yeah. So yeah. We're right. still not sure about the answer for this year. We're supposed to have gotten a decision yesterday, mm. but we haven't got it yet, and that's okay because I have an amazing backup plan. Mm. Do you guys want to hear it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I should say it on the podcast, but <laughs> my backup plan is to exercise our rights in the Canadian Charter of Freedoms, where the peaceful gathering of people oh, yeah. and um, being allowed to say what you want, you know, like the freedom of speech, mm. and actually having a not selling our wine at all, but up at the winery having a protest mm. about it, and inviting people to bring their legal cannabis, yep. mm. and have a full legal protest that day, or the day before or after instead, <laughs> against the you know use of our farmland to have an event to promote our farm product. Um, and that being, and so that's kind of uh, my plan. If it, so I kind of get really excited about that. So if it doesn't go through at the winery, mm. we'll find another space, we'll have another party. Yeah. But I will have a protest, and I'm really excited if that happens because I think it's a conversation people are talking about. Yeah. And it feels like there's something missing. There's a gap in what they are trying to do and what farmers are trying to do to keep up and be creative and entrepreneurial. <laughs> And so that's, you know, can be addressed money. with peaceful protest. Yeah. Cool. At some point, some people have to make money off of farming. Like, it yes. can't always be turnip farming, you know? Like, some, well, this is it. At some point, it can't just be these giant conglomerates like in Saskatchewan where, yeah. you know, hundreds of acres are owned by a corporation. Totally. And nobody can actually farm, you know, them for themselves. Yeah, and there's more than one model of farming, yeah. I think, is what you're saying there, too. And I agree. We shouldn't have to feel like... The only way to make money off farming is to sell our produce. You know, yeah, like yeah. there should be more creative ways that we can do that that excite the market, that differentiate us, yeah. that don't fit maybe what the ALR says is monetizing of your land. But yeah. we're still growing and we're not affecting what we're yeah where yeah. we're growing. So yeah, I think that like people have been following the story, not like crazy, yeah. but um, you know, it's been on Kona now, it's been on Casna, we yeah. ask for it all the time. We're very elusive because we're yeah. not in control. So yeah. it's, you'd want to, don't want to like say anything and then be foot in your mouth because you were wrong. But now I feel like there's a really great way to spin mm. it and to actually like provoke the conversation further. And now because cannabis is legal in Canada, it's like anyone can come and bring that. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's yeah. all, we don't need to sell our wine. It doesn't need to be about kitsch wines monetizing our wine. Fine. Yeah. Let's have a peaceful so, rally. Yeah. And yeah. so that's kind of, you know, secret podcast <laughs> intel okay. on my plan B. And I think kitsch wines is position in general. Like whether you talk to Grand Turkey or anyone on the team, it's like, Let's be a little more progressive and talk about how we can like shake things up and be interesting and relevant and you know appeal to more than just the traditional yeah you know person. So for sure. Stay tuned on that. <laughs> it's exciting. I like it. Do you like that? What do you guys think? Like be honest. Oh, I like it. Okay, I'm talking to anyone except trying to. I think as long as you still have the party on the 13th. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People are gonna be like. Oh, no no no. People aren't buying tickets to peaceful yeah. protests. No for sure. So we'll have the party no matter where, and yeah. then we have the peaceful protest like on another day Perfect. near that. Yeah. And say like we can have as many people as we want in that. Yes. Because you can collect. You know, yeah. It's a totally different parameter. We're not forced to 
Because it's really weird. If you have a house, if you live in this house on the mm -hmm. subdivision, you yeah. can have a thousand people. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if you have a 20 acre farm, you can only have 150. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing tomorrow? You got the kids this afternoon. Yeah. Because we're gonna go, we're gonna go to that winery in, in Oliver, that Rico Bambino, in the morning. In the morning. Yeah, but we're gonna, a good friend of mine. Okay, because we're gonna bring the, the, our dogs with us. Our, we call them our kids sometimes. Yeah, but um, are you guys inviting me? I'm inviting you. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll see if I can come. Okay. It's Oliver. So it's Oliver. But you know Seb, obviously. Yeah. No, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I was down there. He used to be between the two dogs, but Down you know. there, like I think about a month or two ago, and he was, he was still with uh, Desert Hills. Oh yeah. So it's Desert Hills, and there's Anthony McKenna yeah. and Seb, who all work for Desert Hills, yeah. but also have their sub labels. Sebastian also has a sub label. I, I just love the fact he that he said. Yeah. I just love the fact he said to me, oh, I'm, I heard you're passing, passing through the South Oregon Oregon. There we go. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so obviously Anthony told him, yeah. I'm not around, but he should. But he's he also should. pretty, like, on his Instagram game. Right? Yeah, but he, I, I hadn't talked to him at all. So Anthony obviously yeah. told him, yeah. check, uh, he is in town, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Oh, I know. He's been living at our previous house. It's nice meeting you. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. Anytime. Thank you. It's lovely yeah. to meet you. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you. Sorry yeah. to like. No, it's nice that you eat and run. See you on Monday. Totally. Have a great trip. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do. Yeah. Yeah. My pleasure. I'm glad the timing was impeccable. Yeah. That was great. Thanks for hitting run. See you later. Thank you. Greta was delicious. No surprise. Yeah. Good. If Working my dream job right now, like yeah. literally, yeah. like yeah. all I ever wanted to do was work in a for a winery in a vineyard, mm -hmm. and like yeah. have you know be able to flex my creative muscles. And I feel yeah. like Kitsch allows me to do that, and yeah. like, I mean, and writing Sangria, amazing people to work yeah. for. Yeah, and um, and some writing opportunities, and you know, like um, yeah. and and it's kind of nostalgic. So as we drink this wine, I mean, this winemaker was one of the first winemakers I had ever met in my life. Yeah. Um, like she became a friend of mine and like it's amazing how a sip of something can just bring send, you, yeah. send you yeah. on a completely different life path yeah. you never envisioned yeah. for yourself and I and that's what's amazing for me yeah you know and um, like wine has been that for me and I think wine is that way for a lot of people too. yeah uh, like yeah and I think you've seen it in the yeah. end and you're also yeah. I know yourself like once yeah. you sort of get bitten Buy a wine bug, yeah. you can't go any other direction. You just want to learn more, know more, yeah. and like yeah. keep going. And that's that's what I really like about the the job of winemaking and the, I don't know just the the whole the vineyard the winemaking the sales aspect of things is is it is every single day is a brand new day like I I wake up on Monday I know Monday will be unlike any other day I've ever worked like it's never yeah. going yeah. to be the same Tuesday same thing last week every day completely different mm -hmm. and so there's always these like brand new challenges that come up and that's what I love about it like I I um it's probably why I'm single too, is that I just don't like super routine or like the same thing. Mm -hmm.
accolades yeah. and everything. But here's what's exciting about like being part of a brand yeah. like Kitsch and being in BC Wine right now. It's like, is there anywhere else in the world where you can say you are literally a pioneer? Yeah. We are pioneers right now of an industry that is making the rules or yeah. rewriting them. Yeah. That is like basically designing the system. You go to France and everything is in place yeah. and it's strict. And, I mean, we have strict rules here, but they're all getting rewritten. We've yeah. got something in the BC 2030 that's coming up and everything is getting sort of re-implemented and we're trying to move in this direction. And everybody has a say right now yeah. in the BC wine industry. You can go to those sessions and have a say. And I think that's really exciting. And then you align yourself or you work for a brand like Kitsch and who is growing at a rapid rate, yeah. who is sort of pushing the norm and the standards, mm. who's like speaking to a generation of wine of, of uh, winemakers like millennials, and um, it's a very cool place to be. I don't know, we got a one-sun Pinot or Riesling or something? I like Pinot. He does like Pinot. I do like Pinot. Pinot, Pinot, Pinot. I have to say, I'm really taken aback by these smoky wines. I was just thinking about it. Yes. Mm. You can get the chocolate. Thank you. Okay. Um, wow. What a what a surreal day. Right? What nice. was your like, day? I don't know. I, I mean, I woke up, um, as I usually do in the morning, <laughs> and... Uh, I don't know. Got out of bed. There was, there was, yeah, there was, there was things that I couldn't, couldn't do yesterday that I got to do today, and like the that's the thing I like about this industry as well is that there'll never be a day where I say I have nothing to do. Yeah. Mm. There'll be days where I say I'm not doing anything, but there'll never be a day where I say I have nothing to do. Like I'll never clear my desk. Like I'm never gonna leave work on a Friday and be like, well. I don't have anything to do for this weekend. I'm gonna go enjoy it, and then on Monday morning I'm gonna come back, and yeah. you know maybe there's something to do, and maybe yeah. there isn't. No. What do you yeah. think of the Pinot? I like this. Yeah, I like this. this is I like easy. this a lot. Isn't it so like, funny though? Like I was in South Africa and I was like, let me just start blogging and talking about wine. Yeah. And then like Ian yeah. and I connect, and then like. Ian and Grant connect, yeah. and yeah. we all are having dinner. Like we never rare. thought this time last year. Been like, hey, Ian, can you get some like, yeah. I'll be yeah. working yeah. there, and we'll be friends. Like it's, so it's been almost two years, probably now. Yeah. It's Since been, you followed? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like okay. when did you start? When did you start? It was about like it was about two years. Yeah. Ago. But then, like, remember I know. Korea? So you watched the whole like implosion of my life happen. Pretty much. <laughs> like, I want to ask you a question. How transparent was I in my stories over the last two years? Ian followed me for two years. Yeah. Oh, you followed yeah. me. What? Well, I mean, yeah. how? Like, how long? Like, so when we we podcast, that you pretty much followed since the beginning. Pretty much since since from the beginning, and it's yeah. funny though because it's it, like there's certain people that like there's a winery in California where they've only been around for Sophie two two years. Sophie James. Yeah. Well, they've only been around for a couple years. Yeah. And I'm. Uh, we're we're gonna podcast her and I. But she wants to talk about her story and how they got into it. I'm like, to me, that's old news because I've known about it for two years. I'd rather talk about this. I don't, I don't necessarily want to talk about the history of how did you get into wine and how did you... Yeah, because I know you, about it. Because I know about it. It's know. not interesting to me in that sense because I know about it, right? So for them, I'm like... But she you have a really beautiful creative eye. Uh, yeah, and I'd rather talk about her social media yeah, side and crazy. the marketing side and all that. 
And she's like, oh, well, my husband's away right now. And her husband's more the winemaker. She's more the social media. He tells me about people. This is why I don't feel like I need to actually listen yeah. to the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, about, it was about two years ago. So, when we when did we podcast about? Uh, spring last year? year. Yeah. So you were here. So was, I think it was in the summer. Yeah. We Roughly. Like, we were talking, I mean, we've been talking for a while. Yeah. But, like, you have people listening, like, Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, you've got you've got your countries. I got my countries. Yeah. Like, do you know somebody just started listening to me in like New Zealand? Yeah. Not even New Zealand. Where was it? You were saying? Yeah, exactly. Like Georgia. So how how transparent were you? Yeah. Um, you were pretty elusive. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think if anybody like actually knew you, uh, yeah, they didn't necessarily know what was going on yeah. in, in life and everything around. And I felt I knew you enough that I could pry a little, yeah. right? Because we chatted <laughs> well, enough. Because we podcast and Ian's like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pause, okay? Yeah. I'm pausing. Yeah. How are you? How are you? Yeah. Well, I was worried about, I was worried about you. I, mean, I, mean, I think we're gonna leave it there for now. Thanks for listening. For more wine conversation and podcast updates, you can follow us on Instagram at Ian's Wine Truths. Check out our website for great photos of our guests, friendsofthevine.podbean.com. Take care. Have a glass for me.